Welcome to the Beacon Broadcast from Beacon Baptist Church in Burlington, North Carolina, featuring expositional Bible teaching by Pastor Greg Barkman. If you'd like to correspond with the Beacon Broadcast, or if you wish to support this radio ministry, write to The Beacon Broadcast, Post Office Box 159, Alamance, North Carolina, 27201, or find us on the web at beaconbaptist.com beaconbaptist.com The Beacon Broadcast is supported in part by the gifts of faithful listeners. Now with today's message from God's Word, here is Greg Barkman. We are working our way through a list of afflictions that the Apostle Paul lists in 2 Corinthians chapter 6. These are various hardships that he has experienced as a minister of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, and he suggests that these are normal for all of those who are serious about serving the Lord, whether they are in what we generally call full-time Christian service or whether they are volunteer servants of the Lord Jesus Christ, which all of us ought to be. We are all, if we're saved, we're all servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's just a matter of where God has placed us, what gifts God has given to us, what assignments God has allotted to us, and we're going to serve the Lord. That's our reason for being here. Why else are we on earth instead of in heaven. Why doesn't God just save us and then take us straight home to glory? It sure would simplify things, wouldn't it? It sure would cause us to avoid a lot of the difficulties of life, but no, God has placed us here upon the earth for a purpose. We are here to serve him, to proclaim the gospel, to make disciples, to advance the cause of Jesus Christ, to enlarge his kingdom, to glorify his name, to worship the Lord upon the earth, though that's something we will be doing throughout all eternity. But there are a lot of the things that we can and are supposed to be doing now upon the earth that we will never have opportunity to do in eternity, such as we will never in eternity be able to give a gospel witness to an unsaved person. That's now. We better get on with it, because once we leave this world, there'll be no more opportunities for that. And so we'll continue studying this list of difficulties that the Apostle Paul faced and that we will face on this Thursday, January 26th. Thank you for joining us, and thank you for the financial help that keeps us teaching on this station. The list begins in verse 4. Tribulations needs, distresses, stripes, imprisonments, tumults, labors, sleeplessness, fastings. I have suggested to you previously that there are, generally speaking, three categories here. They don't all fit perfectly and neatly, but generally speaking, three categories, each one with three three 
names, three three um, words that are found in that category. There is, first of all, general pressures. Secondly, imposed hardships, that is, imposed by other people. And thirdly, self-imposed hardships. And we should be ready for any and all of these. The general pressures we have already covered before today, and I'm not going to go back to them now. So we move on to the imposed hardships, and they are described by these terms in verse 5, stripes, imprisonments, tumults. These are the hardships that the Apostle Paul faced that were imposed upon him by other people. Stripes refers to the lashes, and he told us elsewhere that he had been subject to the lashing punishment a number of times. The lashing was a punishment imposed by Jews. The Bible instructed in the Old Testament, in the books of Moses, that they were not to strike anyone, not to lash anyone, more than 40 times. And in order to make sure they didn't exceed that number, the Jews always stopped at 39 on the assumption that occasionally they might miscount and that 39 might actually be 40. So to make sure that they didn't exceed 40 by miscalculating, they just stopped at 39, which was pretty brutal in itself. Think about the lashing that Jesus Christ received before he was nailed to a cross. It was brutal. Many people did not survive. It was, it was a terrible, terrible punishment. And yet Paul said, I have endured that on a number of occasions. He was lashed. And then he tells us about imprisonments. In stripes, verse 5, in imprisonments also in verse 5, And we have a record in the scriptures of several times when the Apostle Paul was thrown into jail, when he was put into prison. We generally make a distinction in American culture between jail and prison, the county jail and the state prison. The county jail is where people often are incarcerated until it's time for their trial, And then if they are found guilty and sentenced to X number of years in prison, they are sent off to a state prison, which is another facility that is uh, generally more, more rigorous than a county jail. But again, it depends upon the various places and circumstances. We don't know generally how well we have it in America compared to other countries in this world, when you start learning, when if you take the time to learn about prisons in other countries, you will realize that prisoners, it's no picnic to be a prisoner anywhere, but prisoners in America are a pretty, what should I say, I don't want to say coddled bunch, it's not easy, and many times the difficulties in prison are imposed more by other prisoners than by the actual schedule and facilities of the prison, which sometimes can be pretty decent. No picnic. I don't. I wouldn't want to be there. But Paul went there. I remember hearing a preacher years ago say 
when Paul came into a new town, as he traveled from place to place evangelizing, and when Paul came into a new town, he didn't check to see what the Holiday Inn was like. He checked to see what their prison was like, because he knew that's where he'd end up eventually. Well, there's there's humor in that, but there's a certain amount of truth in that, too, isn't it? Because Paul did land in prison or in jail a good number of times, sometimes just for short duration, as in Philippi, where he was released the very same day or night in which he was put into jail. And then other times he was confined for months and years, as he was in Caesarea and as he was in Rome, on two occasions in Rome, first under house arrest, which is not a prison as such, but it would be an imprisonment. It would be the same thing, confined. And then the second time, in, we think, the Mamertine Dungeon, which was a very difficult place. You wouldn't want to be in that prison, for sure. But other of God's people have gone to jail simply for the cause of Christ, as Paul did. That's why he went to jail, not because he murdered anybody, not because he stole from anybody, not because he assaulted anybody, not because he broke any laws of society, but because he angered people by his preaching the gospel, and that often got him thrown into prison. And many of God's people have suffered the same fate down through the years. Most of us know about John Bunyan, the author of The Pilgrim's Progress, which I am told is second only to the Bible in the number of copies that have been distributed throughout the world. And I I think that's still true. I know it has been true, and I don't know any other book that would rival it. I, I don't, don't know of any that, had been, that would become more widely distributed than The Pilgrim's Progress. That's quite a, quite a, a feat for a man who, was, who had no formal education and who spent years in Bedford Jail in England for preaching the gospel without a license. He, he, he was not part of the established church. He was a Baptist in a country that only recognized members of the Church of England and ministers of the Church of England, and he was forbidden to preach because he was not a licensed member of the clergy of the Church of England, and so he went to jail and continued to preach in jail and was so effective in his preaching ministry that people gathered outside the jail to hear him preach. He lived during the same time frame as the famous John Owen, who was a highly educated man, one of the most highly educated men of his day, and who became chaplain to the King of England. He was a Church of England minister, and he went to hear John Bunyan preach this Tinker. He was a, a man who mended pots. He, he had no education, no formal education, and he was just a very, very common, ordinary man. In, in prison, he actually made handmade shoelaces to try to sell, to try to help feed his family. 
But John Owen went to hear him preach, and somebody, I think it was the king, who asked him, why do you go here and illiterate tinker preach? And he said, if it please my Lord, I would give up all my education to be able to preach like that man. An amazing man. But he went to jail for 12 years, simply for being faithful to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and unwilling to compromise his convictions in order to please the authorities of his day. Imposed hardships we're talking about. Not all of us are going to face that particular hardship. Not all of us are going to be lashed with a whip, the stripes that Paul refers to here. Not all of us are going to be imprisoned, but we ought to be ready for it. That day may be coming. We see the we can see the end of of the wonderful religious freedom that we have enjoyed in America. Poss- very possibly coming to an end. We don't know that for sure. We hope not, but it certainly is not beyond the realm of possibility. The day may come when ministers of the gospel in America that will not cave in to the requirement by authorities that you can't say this and you can't say that and you can't preach this and you can't preach that and if you say this you're going to offend this group and there will be penalties to pay. The day may come when to be a faithful preacher of God's word, to preach all the counsel of God, will land ministers in jail. The day may come when simply being a Christian in America may land you in jail. I don't know that that will happen, but I can see the possibility of it. Imposed hardships. The kinds of hardships that other people impose upon the people of God because of their hatred of Christ and their hatred of the people who identify with Christ and represent Him and proclaim Him. That's the kind of afflictions that the children of God ought to be ready to endure. Until tomorrow, Greg Barkman saying good day. May God give you His eternal peace.